welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode nine, Nurturing the Empathic Child with guest Elisabetta. Today's episode is gold, literally gold. It's For all of those parents out there who have those highly sensitive emotional children that just seem to have problems with everything. So today we're going to be talking about how to help them grow, teach them how to manage their emotions, shield them if necessary, and also cleanse their energy fields. It's all about nurturing that empathic child. So I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. So let's get right to it. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today I have a wonderful guest on the show today. And we're going to be talking all about nurturing the empathic child. I would love to welcome Elisabetta. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Trisha. Hi, thank you so much for being here. So can you share with everybody where in the world you are and what do you do? Well, I'm from Romania. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm currently employed at a corporation, but I'm trying to find my own way and leave the corporate world (laughs) because I don't really like it. Um, And I'm working part-time as a virtual assistant. Beautiful, beautiful. So I was really impressed that you stood up and you said that you wanted, because when I put the post out there saying, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? I was looking for people on the show. You stood up right away and you're like, you know what? I want to talk about children development and you were right there and it really that wasn't on my radar but at the same time it really struck a chord with me because myself my son is very empathic and it it didn't occur to me to we should talk about children's but I think this is going to be an episode that's really going to help everyone with empathic children or just even knowing how to deal with that so I want to start first by sharing your story. And um, so how long has it been since you discovered you were an empath? And how was that for you? Well, I discovered I was an empath two years ago. Uh, I I have to say, I've always felt lost in my life. I've always felt like something was missing. And I've never felt like truly myself. I always felt like I didn't belong. And I always felt misunderstood. And I was always the... Uh, most loved one, the one that did everything that people liked, uh, the one that uh, everybody loved because I was always in tune with them. And I was not realizing that all these things were because I was an empath. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know what an empath was until uh, this uh, this summer when I actually went to someone 
that specializes in energy healing and past life regressions and a lot of other things. And they told me, you know why you're, you're like that, right? Because you're an empath and you, what an empath does is they not only they do they channel a person's energy, but they also absorb it. Mm -hmm. So if they absorb it and they don't know how to release it correctly, they kind of get stuck with it and it, it can uh, stop them from developing. Mm. So that's actually a topic I'm really interested about talking about children because they don't know how to do that. And personally, I was a child empath. Looking back, I realize that now. And I didn't have anyone to help me and anyone yeah. to teach me. And I lived, I'm 34 now. <laughs> so I lived over 30 years. And I, I have to say, everything I did, it was not making me happy. It was making me happy in the moment, but not mm -hmm. in the long run. And I had some uh, toxic relationships because I wanted, I was uh, attached to the feeling I received from them, not the feeling that I was giving. Because I thought I, I loved, but it was actually their love for me, not my love for them. Hmm. And I was, I was um, always trying to make them happy, always shifting my behavior to uh, adjust to their, theirs and making them feel good. And um, they didn't like that about me, so I would change it. So that kind of caused me not only to feel lost, but those relationships to be very toxic for me. So mm -hmm. I feel like if I had someone just to kind of point me in the right direction or tell me, hey, you're kind of sensitive. Have you thought about that? Mm -hmm. um, I would have been a little better. I would have recognized the signs a little better. So that's why I'm passionate about talking about children because I don't want them to go through what I went through. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we all came from a generation that ended the dark ages right like exactly we are finally in this place where now we can we can recognize these things about ourselves and also do something about it and you know help others along the way which I find is beautiful that's just what we are meant to do in life so since you've discovered that you're an empath and you said that your son also may have that as well so what have you been noticing in him well, I have been, been noticing the same patterns I used to have because now I, I knew what to look out for. Yeah. So I, I saw him, if, I, if he knows that something I do um, is stressing me out, he comes right away because he feels me stressed. And there's also the, the energy that you feel because you, you feel it. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when, when I make him upset, he looks at me and I just get a headache. <laughs> And I'm like, stop attacking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's very, a very powerful, energetic, energetic being. And I see him uh, kind of adjusting to other people. And I see him like I was a little bit lost. So mm -hmm. uh, now that I know what's happening, I'm starting to deal with it and talk to him about it and starting to learn it and to teach him how to protect himself and how to be himself and how he doesn't have to align to what everyone wants. He has to align to what he wants. Yeah, yeah. And that's just important too, is, you know, allowing kids to kind of show, like find their way, first of all, but then 
you know, once they get lost, kind of be there for them. And that's the thing too, is it's just this stepping stone of being a parent, you want to help them along, but you don't, you want them to still find their own way, right? Exactly. It has to be a balance because, um, for example, children, I've read an article ages ago. Uh, it said that children mimic us since they mm -hmm. are small, since they are little. So ch child empaths, especially ones that absorb patterns, behaviors, energies, and feelings, uh, they, mimic, they mimic us. And if they know that makes us happy, they do it even if it doesn't make them happy so if we don't correct that behavior in time they may mm -hmm. end up grow, uh, growing up and getting into relationships and friendships that may not be beneficial for them because they are mimicking those people's behaviors and they think they're happy because that person is happy they don't associate they associate their happiness uh, the person's happiness with theirs and they should learn how to recognize other people's feelings and their feelings. That's the main point of, um, of helping a child empath, helping them recognize where their feelings stop or start mm -hmm. and where another pe person's feelings start and stop to make help them recognize their own feelings. That's yeah. the main point, because if they don't recognize their own feelings, they are going to be feel they're going to feel lost all their lives. So how do you recognize your own feelings then? Well, that's actually what I wanted to talk about because uh, the main thing that I do and my whole family is actually sensitive because my boyfriend is very sensitive too. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, the kind of empath that absorbs energy. So mm -hmm. it kind of, it kind of kicks him it's sometimes like sponge, when I'm yeah. not, <laughs> yeah, he's a awful sponge. Like he gets everything and um the main thing is that when uh, when you have a feeling the main thing that i want children or and parents to take from this is that uh, to teach them that when they have a feeling if they feel anger if they feel happiness they need to stop for a second and analyze it is this coming from me how do i really feel is there someone else around me mm -hmm. and to uh, kind of look around at the people around them and see are you happy are you sad am i channeling you is that your emotion is that my emotion and if it's my emotion where is it coming from and through this mindfulness because mm -hmm. i i don't know how to name it other way uh, awareness yeah yeah through this uh, for practicing this uh, awareness if, not every day but every time they will remember and every time we will remind them in time, they will actually get to the point where they will recognize easily what their feelings are and what another feeling, person's feelings are. So it def definitely just takes practice, really, just getting to know. Exactly. Yeah. It's a balancing because, act, for sure. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm at the point uh, where I'm kind of, when I go outside, I don't feel as overwhelmed as I did before because when I started realizing that I was actually an empath um, it kind of all started to click and it was like a big snowball mm -hmm. that came on top of me and I got to the point where I couldn't really leave the house because everything was so overwhelming and I could feel everyone's energy and I could feel them pressuring me and overpowering me and, <clears throat> and now I'm at the point where I can just choose 
yeah if i want to look at that person if i want to channel that person and i don't feel as overwhelmed as i did before but it's still it's still so much effort to go outside and yeah when there's a lot of people <laughs> so that's a big power to choose right mm -hmm. to even know that you have the ability to choose i think is the first thing right and then exactly. realizing yeah so that's it's kind of like almost choosing is a tool it's kind of like your armor that's exactly. the secret that every empath really should know i feel exactly exactly you have a superpower the superpower is to choose that is well beautiful. i i feel like that is the problem because i have seen it on other empath groups that people are starting to realize that they have another calling they are starting to kind of wake up from this yeah. ancient slumber and uh, they are starting some some of them are looking at it like a burden because oh, they feel yeah. overwhelmed and they can't process it and uh, correctly so that's what happens to a person that doesn't really uh, know how to channel their gift because they feel overwhelmed by it they feel it like a burden so if mm -hmm. it's like learning to ride a bicycle it's horror i learned to ride a, bi a bicycle last summer <laughs> and, <laughs> and i used i used to fear them and now i love them because yeah. if you don't know how to use something it scares you because Absolutely. it's the unknown and the yeah. unknown always scares us <sighs> and once you learn it you're not afraid of it anymore and once you're not afraid of it you can uh, not control it because it's not something that you can really take control of because you mm -hmm. don't want to control everything in life just like go in the flow of it live in the flow of it acceptance enjoy instead it of resistance. exactly yeah exactly. exactly that's the biggest thing i find is a lot of people that i meet and in the field of work that i do i do work with empaths specifically and i find that is the hardest thing yeah is just because we are like, resisting change yeah the resistance it's the resistance which makes things harder and draining and exhausting and they don't know why. And it's just a matter of shifting the perspective, right? And kind of looking at it in a different way and just saying, okay, so this really isn't a burden. I was given this for a reason and then exploring yeah. what that reason is for you. Cause I think everyone has a reason but they're all different, you know? Yeah. It's unique and to you your soul gift. You can have fun with it. I have fun That's with true. it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I want to hear about the fun stuff. What do you do with it? Well, for example, uh, my boyfriend and I, and I cannot have the argument of, um, are you upset with me? No, I am fine. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you're not. Guess what? It's hitting me. Yeah. It's hitting me right here. I can feel it. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right yeah exactly that, that's kind of like the fun part and for my son for example he's like um when something upsets him if i tell him something that he doesn't like uh, like i said he kind of gives me an energetic kick <laughs> because oh yeah he learned, he learned that and i'm just like getting this splitting headache right here in that second and i'm like would you stop that <laughs> and and he's like yeah <laughs> i oh, did it <laughs> right it's it's honestly energy everything is energy and that's what it all comes exactly. down to right well, well the soul i think the soul is energy it's misinterpreted yeah. um 
mostly most people think that it's like uh, you go to heaven or you go to hell or something like that sorry mm -hmm. he has a meeting okay. <laughs> we work from home and um they think that the soul is something that goes into your body no it's energy you are connected to the universe all the universe is energy and you are just mm -hmm. a tiny piece of it yeah yeah and that's the thing too is i think because of all of our backgrounds especially religious backgrounds exactly. um, the teachings of that don't quite align with what i have come to know the, what it really is right i could not agree more because i used to go i was the kind of person that went to church uh, mm -hmm. every sunday and uh, every holiday and i was so religious i used to think that even uh, i don't know wanting uh, something sweet uh, like chocolate in the middle of uh, fasting was kind of a sin right so, um it kind of stopped me a lot it kind of uh, held me back from yeah. uh, stepping into my power because i was so full of fears because the, the church is mainly based on our fears and yeah. i'm i'm the kind of person that believes in a higher higher power and i respect everyone that believes in god i believe there is a god because the universe is too perfect to be created by its own mm -hmm. <laughs> so there is someone that that's behind the show but also i don't believe in church because if you want to pray you can pray at home and if you, you i believe in a god that is loving and forgiving and um gives you everything you want not mm. in a god that punishes you and i believe that god exists but they they don't talk about it in church yeah yeah and i mean the god that gave us this gift is going to be a very loving God because the feelings, I guess, when we first find out it is a burden because we come into it finding out that, you know, being an empath or just being highly sensitive, you don't even have to call yourself an empath, you know, like this is something that just for highly sensitive people that, you know, it's, it's something that can grow and develop over time and it gets stronger and stronger. And I think that's why we get more and more burdened by it because we're not channeling it properly. We've never been taught this, right? So that exactly. goes back to teaching our, our, our children, right? Teaching them exactly. how, if you can recognize it and you can see that they're highly sensitive, you know, teaching them everything that we should, or we wish we knew when we were their age, right? <laughs> Giving them the exactly. light and the insight and all that good stuff. Yeah. So how so do you think I just, Oh, go ahead there are some signs okay. and uh, the internet approves <laughs> of these signs so the main thing to focus uh, to see if your child is an empath is mm -hmm. to see them around people to see them in crowds because if they are over how do i say overwhelmed mm -hmm. by crowds if they change their behavior when someone enters the room if you feel like they are not like they usually are they are not themselves once you are in public or in a crowded area or with someone that's your first sign yeah because because so many children there are a lot of children that are diagnosed with adhd or autism that are also highly sensitive yeah and they are not like um, i i've seen a lot of people talk about um autism and um there was i don't know there was a syndrome called for people that can't process emotions 
So I think it's actually the reverse. They process too many emotions. And they just can't pick it out. Exactly. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's why I think it's important, first of all, to know your child and to talk to them a lot. Uh, communication between parent and child is extremely important. And I'm not talking only about ages five to six, because I feel like teenagers are ignored more than they should be because yeah. uh, there are so many parents that go like yeah. you're 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 a teenager you can take care of yourself you can microwave food you can stay home alone i'm done with you you can take care of yourself yeah. my job here is done right yeah <laughs> no like yeah there, uh, and there are a lot of parents that do that especially if they have another younger child because they focus on the needs the of the younger yeah. child yeah. exactly so they the big one is like yeah you can take care of yourself i need to take care of the little one because he can take care of himself and that is a huge mistake and the first step to recognizing if a child is an empath is to talk to them to talk mm -hmm. to them and to ask him ask them how they feel the main problem with schools today i don't know about the US, but I think it's the same problem that's in Romania, is that they don't talk about it. They don't have, no. they have IQ uh, measuring studies, but they don't have- Like emotional, emotional IQ, yeah. Uh, they, they don't have emotional IQ studies. They don't check the children's emotional IQ and they don't check uh, to see if the child is adapting correctly because there are a lot of children that can process their emotions so they act mm -hmm. out they get into fights they um, yeah they lash out in different ways because they're just trying to cope yeah exactly so uh, maybe a child empath that is a sponge is seeing someone angry and that person is screaming at them that's going to be a really awful fight because yeah, the they're just giving it back what they're getting yeah exactly so it's kind of, the energy is kind of stuck there because they can't get out of it neither of them so that is kind of the worst case scenario for a parent the way i see it mm -hmm. so the main point is communication to see them how they are and to watch out for if they are exhausted because mm -hmm. children after going outside uh, if they are channeling a lot of energy and they are battling a lot of energy they, that is going to exhaust them absolutely yeah and they are going to be so exhausted and even i must mention i've seen this in smaller ch children that are sensitive they act out in public mm -hmm. because Okay. Like you would go to the mall and see a child that does not want to be there, right. a child that's screaming bloody murder. Right. They don't We've want all to seen be those. There. Yeah. And the parent is dragging the child along, like, come on, I have to do my shopping. I have to finish this. I have a list of things to do. Yeah. And the child's like, no, 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 I don't want to go. Because they're too they overwhelmed. Don't want to go. They, yeah. they feel it there they're afraid of it they're scared yeah. of it they just and they don't, don't want to go there yeah and they just can't say it right they don't know it they they don't know what's happening because they are small and they can't even process their own emotions let alone yeah so many other people's so young, emotions right? like they can't process you're right yeah that's so crazy because nowadays i've noticed that people tend to go to the mall rather than going to a park Mm -hmm. especially with young children and that's like the biggest mistake you can make uh for example we go to the park 
every week, every weekend if you can. Mm -hmm. So you need to help the child to connect to nature. You need to help them uh, reconnect to the energy of nature because that's calming for them. Yeah, that oh, helps them beautiful. ground yeah. themselves. That's that helps them reconnect to themselves. And it, it, there are less people in the park than in the mall. It's less energy to absorb. Yeah, true. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, so if your child doesn't want to go there, maybe you should stop a moment, look at them, go, to, uh, get down on the same level with them, and ask them what's going on, what's happening, what do you feel, why don't you want to go there? Mm -hmm. Because I feel that there is a deep. Um, it's something that has been left from our parents that we don't talk about our feelings mm -hmm. and it's time to change that how, right we were never taught exactly we were never taught but yeah. now we are learning and we yeah. must teach our children to talk about their feelings yeah. so the main things that i want to also uh, tell parents teach your children to ground themselves and Ooh, grounding themselves big. that is the most important thing to a child because they absorb so many energies do you want to so talk about energies. how to ground do you want to t let us know how to do that well the simplest way to ground themselves is just to go to the park and get their shoes off and stay on the grass with their shoes on the grass mm -hmm. um, personally when i can't do that i just hug a tree so it's, just, it's, it's funny because it's like you hear people do that and you're like oh they're crazy but no they're yeah. healing that's the thing personally i feel so well hugging a tree because i've done it too <laughs> i know it feels really really good <laughs> I, I walk the dog after i get off work which is like 12 at night yeah and and there's no one there especially with the quarantine and the new regulations yeah. and i'm like yeah no one can see me no one can say i'm crazy <laughs> i'm just <laughs> hugging this tree i'm just feeling yeah. it <laughs> but that is the main easiest thing they can do yeah and also water drink a lot of water uh, take a lot of showers uh, for empaths uh, because they absorb so many energies uh, showers can be very cleansing when they can do anything else and just while they're in the shower teach them to feel how the water is cleaning them how the water is cleaning their energy and how all the bad energies are going down the drain all the problems are going down the drain with the water visualize it feel it's going down their body, cleansing yeah. their energy until only their own energy, the energy that is supposed to be there remains there. Yeah. That's the main thing that they can do, the easiest, quickest fix. So if your child is, if you have welcomed someone into your house and the, the child has absorbed some bad energy and they're not feeling well, just put them in the shower. Yeah. Start the shower. Yeah. And no questions asked. That some adults don't even know. You know? Exactly. That that's valid for everyone. Yeah, children. That is. That's for sure. It is. And one one other thing that I would like to uh, underline, since we are on the topic, be careful who you let around your child and who you let mm -hmm. into your house, because you may not be sensitive, and your child may be sensitive. And if they see something there, if they see something they don't like, children, dogs, they will let you know. Cats. If, yeah. they, if if your dog does not like someone there is a reason yep i mean i have a dog she's the most loving dog in the whole entire world and she welcomes everyone and she wags her tail at everyone if one day someone comes into my house and she 
reacts differently, then I'm going to question that person. Yeah. You're like, because, well, let's go talk. At yeah. Yeah. Because it's, diff it's, a, it's a change in the dog's behavior. Same mm -hmm. with your children. If your children are welcoming everyone and they're happy and they talk to everyone, if someone comes and they don't want to get near their, that person, don't make them. I see this all the time. Parents are like, no, you have to say hi. No. If the child does not want to hug a person or go near a person, you don't make them. It's their choice. picking up that energy then. Yeah, exactly. And this is valid for all children because you you have not been for you. I'm not forcing you now to take someone and hug someone, right? Mm -hmm. And you would not like it if I would be forcing you, right? Right. So why are you forcing your children? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, it's, you do it because you think that you're just trying to be polite and, um, but that's yeah. the thing you, there's such a different layer there that we haven't exactly. never acknowledged before. And I for think example, for example, uh, for us, it's considered being polite, but I think it's better if you're just honest with the person and say, my child is not comfortable hugging you. Yeah. I think we should let them be. And not force them because well, it's their decision. nowadays you don't have to worry too much about that. So <laughs> you get an elbow bump or something, and then that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But two years ago, it was different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, if, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about, um, you know, kind of working with children and helping them along? Be compassionate and be mm -hmm. understanding because. Um, like I, I'm, I cannot say this enough. They don't know their own emotions, yeah. let alone other people's. And they don't realize that they're picking up on other people's emotions. They may lash out without wanting, without meaning, without ever realizing that they do it. Right. Or you may be, for example, most of the fights between me and my son are because I'm angry and he's picking up my energy and he's angry. So we kind of just go into a screaming yeah. match and nothing it's gets solved. <laughs> Exactly. So you just have to, when you see the child mimicking your behavior and picking up on your energy, you just stop and you breathe in and you breathe out. And mm -hmm. say, Let's see what's going on because this is not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing too, is that before nobody <clears throat> even took the time to acknowledge that they just assumed that, you know, it, it was a lot of ego. I, I feel like, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, you listen to me, you, you like children are supposed to be seen, not heard, almost, you know, like, that's kind of what it used to be, right? I've actually, yeah, I've actually just thought about this expression uh, this week, because I wanted to post it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, children should be seen and not heard. That's what creates quiet, shy adults. Yeah. People that, that are afraid to stand up for themselves, people that have a lot in, of potential, enormous potential, but they don't use it because they are quiet and shy and they stay in the back and they feel comfortable there. They don't go outside their comfort zone because they were taught children must be seen and not heard. And so big, I cannot, right? I cannot say this enough, dear parents, be careful what you talk about in front of your children. Yeah. Because you may think that for a child having two parents is important, but for a child seeing you happy is more important. Yeah, seeing seeing uh, you have spending time with you is more important than the newest iPhone. 
And so many parents forget about that and they try to compensate with gifts. No, yeah. gifts are meaningless. Time. They just want your time. They, they don't want the newest toy. They, they don't want vacations. They just want to spend time with you because they love you and they appreciate you. Yeah. And they miss you. That's just it. I know. And it's so easy to get lost in your phone because you're like, oh, I'm just going to check it for like 20 seconds, right? Just going to check these notifications. Yeah. And then you get sucked in and then you're scrolling and then you're going through the feeds and then you got to check this uh, social media and that social media, right? Like, and then 20 minutes goes by and your son or daughter or whoever is looking at you like, mom, dad, I want to, I wanted to play, but you just ignore me. And then what does that tell the child? You know, that they're not important, that your phone is more your important. Your phone is more important. Right? Yeah. And that's the wrong message. I and feel. then you go like, why are you always on your phone or on your laptop? Well, because that's what you told me to do. <laughs> right? I'm not going to lie. I did that myself yesterday. I was laying in bed with my son. We were watching a movie and I saw my phone light up and I'm like, oh, I got to just check it real quick. And then it was, it was something big and I should not have picked up my phone. Right. But he gave exactly the you know the a hard time about it like so hard and I'm like you know what you deserve right. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I got called out I got called out yeah <laughs> I'm going to give you one final tip that my mother-in-law actually gave me sure yeah because she's the most ama amazing person I've ever met she's more like a mother than uh, my own mother because yeah. she's very highly sensitive too and um, she's very very compassionate and she told me that when she was working and her children were smaller, um, she would come from work and she would just stay in bed for 10, 15, 40 minutes with them, both of them. She has a son and a daughter and she would stay with them and ask them how school went, how did, who did they talk to, how did they feel, how was their day, how were their feelings. And that's actually helped them grow up into very healthy and very balanced adults. And so big. They, they still cherish it to this day. My boyfriend yeah. is 27. He still remembers that. He still cherishes that. And she said, that was the biggest relaxation for me. I didn't need anything else. And I would finish the talk with them, pause. give them their time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just take a time out. Pause. You don't have mm -hmm. to be, it doesn't have to be 40 minutes. It can be yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's good for you too. Because she said, after that, I would just go and the house needed cleaning the uh, dishes needed washing food needed to be cooked i had so many things on my mind but for that amount of time nothing just relaxing talking to them taking care of them and it was kind of like what recharged her after a hard day's work yeah i can totally see that absolutely that would totally be a recharger because you're connecting with your children and you're connecting with them on a soul level that exactly. you don't ever really have a chance to do or we think that we don't have a chance to do but she just carved that time out on purpose exactly because we always say later later i don't have time when now. does later come right exactly if you don't put that time and that little bit of effort it's not going to happen mm -hmm. you're you'll forget about it so how has your relationship changed with your son since you found out you were an empath Oh, it's changed a lot yeah, <laughs> because uh, usually before I found out I was an empath, I was just kind of getting everyday calls that he didn't do his homework mm. and getting uh, regular calls from school that he was involved in a fight or he did something mm. that upset some other children and they 
uh, just got on him yeah. and I, I could see him that he didn't really fit in and I could see myself when I was his age and I felt like no something has to be done there has to be a solution yeah and uh, I could see him suffering so the main thing we did was change cities because my family is toxic yeah and um we changed cities and we kind of got a little bit of distance and it's helped us grow. It's actually yeah. been so beneficial for us. And um, now he's at a new school and I don't have those problems as I did before. Mm -hmm. We are talking more. He's more open with me. He used to lie a lot. He's not lying anymore or he just tells little white lies. Yeah, the little <laughs> harmless ones. Yeah, but look exactly. at that ripple effect right so communicative and the thing that i also want to people to leave with if be the change you want to see in the world yeah have you heard that quote before because yeah, from gandhi uh, yeah. that's something that has has been implemented to me by also my uh, therapist that i saw this summer mm -hmm. and be the change if you want people around you to change you need to change because you attract that energy yeah. and you don't realize it because i was toxic and in my own head and I didn't realize it and I was attracting toxic people yeah because that was the environment I grew up with that was all I knew and, and you didn't know anything different yeah exactly and I don't blame myself for it but if I do know about it and I don't do anything about it and I don't change that's it, a totally different story exactly yeah. so the past is the past don't blame yourself and even if you have been a little tough on your children or have been acting with them like kind of like don't do that instead of why are you doing that right it's a totally different way of approaching exactly. it exactly yeah. you need to, you need to forgive yourself as a parent too because parents go through so much guilt and you yeah. have to forgive mm -hmm. yourself as a parent because that's all you knew but yeah. now you know better and you will do better exactly that is beautiful i love all of the tips and all of the information that you shared today like this is solid gold. I love it. Thank you so much. And what would you give, a, like, what kind of advice would you give to new parents just finding this out, kind of coming into this place? They're like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I don't know what to do. Like, what would you tell them? Be patient. It mm -hmm. takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Just the first, there are, there are like five things they must do. Because okay. Just, just so they don't feel overwhelmed and they should take, and take it slow, take it easy. And first of all, observe, observe, observe mm -hmm. your child, observe yourself, observe your behavior with your child. And the second is communication. Yeah. Communicate with your child, see how they feel, teach them what emotions are because a lot of us don't know for ourselves or, and teach them where is that emotion coming from. So if they are sad, if they are crying, they need to know why did that make them sad? Yeah. Um, and the third one would be quiet because mm -hmm. we are bombarded by electronics and all these frequencies and vibrations, phones, laptops, computers, TVs, everything. Yeah. And we, we kind of live like zombies. Yeah. <laughs> we are kind of, we are kind of like in a state of, um, 
I don't know how to say it, uh, kind of like zombies, we are in, in inertia. We are moving mm -hmm. just because we have to. We don't think, we don't feel. It's like we are just autopilot. Uh, in stasis, yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. on autopilot. So turn everything off. You need quiet time, you need phone free time, you need technology free time. So go to the park and put your feet on the grass and hug a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the fourth thing would be no judging. Yeah, that's this huge. is the most important one because um, we are learning to judge people around us, and our children are learning to judge people around us. Yep. When they hear us go like, "What is that person wearing?" Right. Ew. Yep. Then what do they Learn think? That. Right. How do they act exactly. from that? And it's a cycle. You have yeah. to teach your child love, not to be judgmental. Because right. you brought this child into the world and it's your job to educate them. They know nothing. They are like a blank slate. Everything they're learning, they're learning from you. So yeah. the fifth and most important one is be the change you want to see in the world. Like mm -hmm. I said before, if you are going to change, you are going to be an example for your child and your, your child is going to change. So if you stay off your phone and read a book, your child is going to read a book. I've seen yeah. it for myself. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, uh, honestly, sometimes we both have books in the park and take with us. So that's beautiful. These are the five main points that I want to people to leave with. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this information and adding to this show because I didn't, it wasn't even on my radar to talk about children, you know, and I feel that this, it came out for a reason that it needed to come out and people needed to hear this and people, obviously there's people out there that need this guidance. So I, I'm so happy to share that with everybody. So thank you so much for coming on today and you have yourself an amazing week. All right. Thank you for inviting me. It was so much fun uh, to you and everyone have an amazing week. Mm -hmm and take care of yourselves and your energy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. Please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.